Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Did somebody just pass me a note and said, you were in a movie? Yeah, we <clears throat> did. A, that's how I met my fiance. There's three guys and uh, we did a movie that's on Amazon. It's called Hopelessly Ever After. And it was about three people who went over to the Philippines to look for a spouse. Welcome once again to Commando On Demand Insider, your fast-paced weekly update straight from Kim's desk to your ears. I'm Mike James, and in just a bit, Kim talks with an advertising executive on how advertising works, how they target you, and how they can target tens of millions of people at the same time. Also, do you ever feel guilty as you're leaving for work and your poor puppy dog is there with their eyes looking up at you? What if there was audio and video programming for your dog while you're away? Well, that story's coming up. Kim also checks in with Carol and Verno King in Deer Park, Washington, and how they lost their beloved dog, speaking of dogs, and how they spent nearly two months and, using technology, got their dog back. That story. Plus, Kim has this week's hot topic about, well, we'd like your opinion. Should Apple help the government unlock the iPhones of terrorists, specifically dead terrorists. Plus a guy that misses his mom and he has recordings of her. He wants to be able to put those recordings in some kind of an urn to play back. He's also got a very interesting story about finding a bride in the Philippines. And, of course, our trivia every week. We've got a trivia question for you. We ask you not to use Google. We want you to use the brain because we want to make you smarter. And not every business idea is destined to succeed, like there's something called Juicero at one time, which raised millions of dollars to create a Wi-Fi-connected gadget that would squeeze proprietary packets of juice into a cup. Problem was, no one needed a $700 machine when it was just as easy to squeeze the packets by hand. And the company, of course, uh, soon tanked. Well, sometimes what's seen as a bad idea right out of the gate ends up proving all the critics wrong, which is our trivia question today. Which of the following companies was originally named one of the worst business ideas of the year? But it's still a massive success today. Was it Airbnb, PayPal, Slack, or Uber? Uh Uh-huh. What was considered a... Really bad idea, but turned out to be a massive success. Airbnb, PayPal, Slack, and Uber. That answer is coming up later in this podcast. And a quick reminder, this is not the Kim Commando Show. Every week, Kim gives you the very latest tech news, tips, DIYs, and we take your questions. Matter of fact, we were just talking about the Juicero. I remember Kim talking about that as a bad idea years and years ago on the Kim Commando Show. Now, for that podcast, we take out all the commercials and you get right to the meat of the news and everything else. You can get it by going to getkim.com. All right, Frank O'Brien is the CEO and founder of a high-tech advertising platform called Five Tier. How they target you and what do they know about you? Next on Commando On Demand Insider. 
It's Commando On Demand Insider, where we talk to some of the most influential people in technology, the innovators that shape the future and trailblazers who challenge and inspire us to do amazing things. Our first guest is the CEO and founder of high-tech advertising platform called Five Tier and how they target you. What they know about you might make you a little bit nervous. Here's Kim. We've gone from being exposed to about 500 ads a day back in the 1970s to as many as 5,000 a day today. Everywhere we turn, we see an ad for something. To break through the clutter, companies track and target us. A 60-year-old man who has kids in college and a summer home is going to see ads very different than, say, a single 35-year-old woman who's dating and has a busy career. Ads are about to get even more personal thanks to the next generation of digital billboards. Our next guest is Frank O'Brien, CEO of Five Tier, a company that bridges the gap between the ads you see in cyberspace and the ads you see in person. His secret, a little gadget in each of our pockets. Our phones, of course. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Kim Commando Show, Frank. And let's start with the question on everyone's mind. How many data points do you think advertisers have on the average American? First off, thanks, Kim, for having me on the show. Very excited to be on. Um, on the average American, um, advertisers have and have always had uh, not just 5,000, but tens of thousands of data points. Um, the data that we're talking about, you know, dates back decades. It's only recently been um, able to be activated and used. But um, this is no different than, you know, 30, 40 years ago when there was a phone book or there was historical research. It's just nowadays this data is more actionable and more actionable in real time. And so with your company, I'm walking in Times Square, say, for example. Right. And we have these beautiful billboards. Tell me what's happening behind the scenes. I'm really glad that you asked that question, and I think it's funny that everybody references Times Square. Um, it is our crown jewel placement, um, but this is really, you know, and ev- everywhere. Um, the screen is not smart, but there are computers behind the screen that uh, play the ads, and it's nothing uh, more sophisticated than a screensaver in its most basic placement. Now, when you think about computers, though, if they're connected to the Internet, they can be uh, more intelligent. So uh, what they're doing now is those computers are looking for ads on servers like ours, um, and those servers are then making decisions based on data points that range from uh, weather, opt-in information, website visits, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it really is a transaction that goes from the screen to the computer to a server that then serves up ads in the physical space the same way that those servers serve up ads in the digital space. So now do these digital billboards, do they have cameras that are doing like instant recognition or are the digital billboards, the computers behind them looking at, say, the unique identifier in our smartphone that can then be tied to some other database? It's a combination, but um, in general terms, yes. Uh, There are sensors, not just cameras, uh, Bluetooth detection, Wi-Fi, quote unquote, sniffers. Um, But um, yeah, there are are devices independent of the billboards themselves that uh, collect information and transmit it back to the server as well. And so now do the digital billboards, do they change automatically? based on who's around them? Yes, based on who's around them. Um, we are currently working on uh, a motion detection uh, to be able to change an ad midway if the person that is in front of the screen you know, maybe walks away. Ads can also be changed uh, after being after it's verified that that person in front of the screen is the intended audience. Um, so they're becoming more and more sophisticated as uh, as time goes by. Frank, as the ads get more targeted, we pay more for the ads because then basically our ROI will be 
more beneficial to us, correct? And, and so when we start looking at ads that are using your type of technology, um, what kind of ROI do clients typically experience? The ROI that we're seeing is has never been less than two times standard industry ROI, um, as high as four times to eight times. And um, just to go back to the cost, the cost is actually reduced. And I always like to use the analogy of the early 2000s when the digital space went from cost per thousand impression buying to cost per click buying. Um, the cost per click is obviously more valuable, <clears throat> but not that much more expensive, if more expensive at all, uh, because you're actually contacting or reaching someone on the other side that wants the information that you're relaying or that you have to relay. So, you know, I like to say that what we're doing is phenomenal when it comes to connecting advertisers and consumers um, more efficiently. So the actual cost goes down and the ROI goes up. Another way to say it is you don't have to spend $50,000 on a mass impression blast buy. You can spend as little as a few dollars to reach a few individuals, uh, whether you're a small business or a Fortune 500 brand, and they're right there, the cost is, is low to begin with. Okay, so let's say somebody's walking in front of your billboard. Is there a way for them to opt out other than just turning their phone off? <laughs> That's a great question. And, you know, the short answer is right now um, there aren't enough controls in place to enable that. Um, if they turn off their phone, that's you know a good first step. If they drop it in a bucket of water, that's probably a better second step. Um, but, you know, more and more, I think, as you see things like GDPR out of Europe, TCPA, CCPA, all of these different acts that are coming out, you're going to start to see a centralized uh, database. Um, for instance, GDPR is based on the right to be forgotten and the right to control what information you share and when. Um, and I think that more and more you're going to start to see these acts leading to a centralized database that allows consumers to uh, control that information regard so that they don't have to drop their phone in a bucket of water. <laughs> yeah, right. Because And nobody wants to do that. Um, when you are making your pitch, I'm just curious, when you're making your pitch to various companies and ad agencies, what kind of objections does 5-tier hear? If you were asking that same question 18 months ago, I could have given you 10. But more and more, um, the uh, market has come around on both sides, advertisers and agencies and consumers. Um, you know, a year and a half ago, we were hearing objections like, well, we don't buy that way. Um, and, and a lot of times, if you, if you looked at the buying ecosystem, uh, those objections came from a more traditional mindset of buying. And it wasn't that it was a wrong objection. It was just um, unfamiliar. And now what we're seeing are digital media buyers, social media buyers, uh, mobile media buyers coming in and saying, oh, yeah, we get it. Um, so we can just wrap this into our digital mobile social ad buy and um, complement the traditional buy. So we're not... Um, you know, interrupting the status quo. Uh, we encourage a balanced buy for larger advertisers. But, you know, again, going back to the early 2000s when CPMs online moved to cost per click, um, we're starting to see a balance of both. But we aren't getting, you know, nearly as many objections as we used to. So how long does the ad stay on the screen? Depends on the network. So a typical highway is anywhere between, highway billboard is anywhere between seven and a half and eight seconds. Um, Times Square billboards, uh, most of them are 15 seconds. Uh, doctor's office waiting rooms are 30 seconds. Um, TV spots, you know, obviously you have your 15, your 30, your 60. Uh, we also work in streaming audio. So it really depends on, you know, the screen or the speaker on the other side of the uh, yeah. ad. So I'm going to ask you a question because I, you're an entrepreneur, I can tell. I mean, you're throwing stuff against the wall. You're seeing what sticks. And this is a phenomenal business that you've built. Um, 
as you were building the company, what surprised you the most? Ooh, that's a great question. And thanks for the compliment. So I would say the most surprising thing over the last 12 years, especially when we transitioned into the platform, uh, was the fact that it fell on deaf ears when we thought we had a great value proposition from the beginning. Right, but you know what? Maybe you're just a little bit ahead of your time, right? Thank God time came around because <laughs> I'm very happy that I'm still sitting here and able to be on shows like yours. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today, Frank. Really interesting stuff. And for those of you at home looking to escape ads from things like these smart digital billboards, as I mentioned, you can turn your phone's location services off as well as Bluetooth or heck, maybe even your whole phone to be safe. Uh, take a moment to also check the permissions in your phone settings for each app on your phone. And for more breaking news that affects your privacy and security, head on over to commando.com and click the link at the top of the homepage and sign up for our free security alert newsletter. I'll only send you email when breaking news happens. Kim Commando is one of the most knowledgeable people in the country about technology and she is available for your questions. If you have a question for Kim, something about technology, it's a lot easier than you think to talk to her and get on the air. Just go to commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And in the upper right, there's a button there called Be a Caller. We'll uh, ask you a few questions. A producer will get back in touch with you. And we'll set you up for a call on the Kim Commando Show. Make sure you let them know that you heard it on Commando On Demand. And up next is Carol and Verno King from Deer Park, Washington. Oh, could you imagine losing your dog and thinking it's gone forever? Well, how they spent two months and used technology to get their beloved dog back. Stories next on Commando On Demand Insider. Here's some tech news today for anyone off to work leaving their best friend, your dog, at home. I see those sad brown golden retriever eyes every morning when I head out to my studios. But Spotify thinks they have an answer, a podcast with soothing music and what they call dog-directed praise, stories and messages of affirmation and reassurance narrated by professional actors. They're not the only ones. Thousands of DirecTV customers pay an additional $4.99 a month for a 24-hour dog TV channel for morning relaxation, stimulation, and exposure that are three- to six-minute video clips made for dogs. Now, I know what you cat lovers are saying, hey, what about us? So far, no one's offering equivalent video and audio cat programming, probably because cats just don't care. Breaking tech news, security alerts, data breaches, and digital know-how, all in the free Commando newsletters. Get yours at commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Kim Commando listeners know technology moves so fast, it's almost impossible to keep up with everything that's going on. And that's why we have Commando On Demand Insider. It's our way of keeping you informed and on the cutting edge of technology. Our next guests are Carol and Verno King of Deer Park, Washington, and how they use technology to get their beloved dog back. Here's Kim. At my home, Abby's cherished like a family member. She is 65 pounds of pure golden retriever energy and love. And that's why she's chipped. She wears a collar with my phone number on it and also wears a GPS tracker. According to the American Humane Society, one in every three pets are lost at some point during their life, and less than 23% will find their way home. My next guests were vacationing and returned to their hotel room to find that their seven-year-old border collie, Katie, well, she was missing. But they didn't just post flyers and comb the surrounding areas. These two former L.A. police officers went on full force in a desperate search to find their beloved pooch. 
using everything from night vision goggles to animal tracking cameras. But did their efforts pay off? Well, joining me on the Kim Commando Show to tell us the entire story is Vern and Carol King. Hey, welcome to the show, guys. What was that feeling like when you got to your hotel room that night and you couldn't find Katie? It's like walking in and not finding one of your children there. Right. And so where did the search begin? It began right from the hotel lobby. I went down to the desk clerk and asked her if, if, you know, if they had my dog, you know, possibly in a room or something somewhere until I got back, you know, if they grabbed her and they, and they said she had, she had left uh, through the hotel doors. And that's really where our search began that, that, that night at around 1130. So Katie was able to open the hotel room door and just go through the lobby? The doorknob on the hotel door are the flip switches, you know, you know, the up and down ones. Handles. Handles. Wow. You know what? She's a smart girl, huh? Yes. Yes. Too smart. (laughs) What'd you do next? Well, we spent several hours just walking around yelling her name, trying to figure out if she was still in the area. And when that Turned out after about five or six hours of looking, we figured we don't know where she's at. What are we going to do now? Well, well, what I did was I went back to the hotel clerk, and she she was she was really a, a a nice nice lady. She got Katie started on Facebook pages and made us a flyer from one of the pictures I had on my phone. And I got to tell you, Kim, the calls just started coming in, you know, from you know from social media. Uh, saying, hey, I think we see your dog, and, and the search really just began. Which is pretty amazing, because that's just a, 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 you know, sometimes we hear about all the bad use of social media, but here's a great use of social media, right? And so then, yeah. you, then you started looking at some technology, because being cops, you know how to find people, I would assume, right? Right, right. Like, for instance, we put, we're in an area where we thought that she might have gone and stayed the night as a shed, put flour on the ground. So if she came back, we would see her paw prints. We uh, would put, we saw alfalfa fields where they had, uh, looked like where the deer would go through. We put food and water there thinking, let's see if she comes up there. Uh, it's just a matter of just trying to figure out what would she do as a dog? Where, where would she go? And we had no idea. Carol was talking about the calls that were coming. It was amazing how many calls were coming in saying, what can we do to help? Um, and this is strange calling us. And so how many days passed before you actually said, you know what, we've got to go to work? We're, we're from Deer Park, Washington. So we were 225 miles away from home. And after about a week, we figured that the expense of trying to stay in a motel or the hotel there got a little bit uh, high. I went back because we have uh, two horses, two other dogs and two cats. That had to be taken care of. So Carol stayed. Carol, it was, it was in her mind and that she was not going to leave until she found her dog. I stayed there, Kim, and we got a lot of sightings, you know, in a, in a, in a particular area. So that's when we started doing the game cameras. Um, I purchased eight or nine game cameras here in hopes of finding, you know, even just spotting Katie on them. And all we ever really see, really saw was deer and skunk and, and other other cat, you know, feral cats. Never once did I uh, see Katie on them, which was disappointing at the time. 
Now, Carol, didn't you have to go back to work? Yes, I went back. Um, I, I had to go back for the week. Uh, I'm, I was a postal worker, um, and I had to go back for the week, you know, because other carriers needed their their vacation time. And it was during that time I didn't find Katie. And Vern went back up there while I was uh, I was working, and we had some. And so I stayed here. But um, you know, my heart just wasn't in in it, and I I told my uh, uh, you know my boss that. If Fern doesn't find my dog, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, quit because A, it wasn't fair to the Postal Service and and B, my heart wasn't in it. I wanted to go find my dog. So I gave him my week notice and and still no Katie. So I, I left. And then now you're back and you I read that you got a phone call. Yes. Yes. What happened was because of all the flyers that that the community had placed out. I got a phone call like at 7.15 in the morning from from a neighbor um, close to the alfalfa fields where we were looking for saying that, hey, I think I see your dog in my backyard. And he described her and it was Kate. It just sounded like her. So I made a phone call to a friend in the area, um, a friend that I just made, and she went out there with me. But by the time I got there, um, Katie had left. And so we scoured the area for a couple more hours. Luckily, we came across a couple that were walking and we asked them if they had seen a dog. And they had said that they had seen, you know, a dog that looked like Katie a couple hours ago. So I went in, went back to give her a flyer. And as the lady was turning around to go back to the residence, she spots Katie underneath the tree and says, hey, is that your dog? And I didn't see it. I didn't see her because it was so dark. It was underneath an elm tree. And so Katie walked out into the sun and, oh, my God, my heart just... (laughs) leaped out of my chest coming home first first thought in my mind was oh my gosh i'm done that's my dog it was just so much joy you know i i even tear up telling it right now it's just amazing well you know what i'm so glad that you got katie back and now now it's probably pretty hard to let her out of your sight huh oh yes yes i mean i mean even for her she she's a different dog she's just in my in our pocket all the time where are you going you know when she was out there she lost 16 to 17 pounds and she's not a big dog as it is she was kind of on the thin side so um now i think she's making sure she eats every day <laughs> you know what it's, it reminds me of you know now that kids you know they they move out and they get a job and then they move back in with the parents and then all of a sudden like they're helping around the house and they're cleaning because they realized how great they really had it <laughs> Right, 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 exactly. Hey, guys, thanks to you both for sharing your heartwarming story with us. And in spite of the statistics, your love for Katie, well, it's shown all of us when it comes to matter of the heart, you know, anything is truly possible. All right, did you get your answer for today's trivia question? Which of the following companies was originally named one of the worst business ideas of the year? Airbnb, PayPal, Slack, or Uber? An answer is coming up in the next segment, as well as up next, the guy that found a bride in the Philippines and his mom has passed away, but he wants to listen to her recorded voice in an urn. Is there a way? That's next on Commando On Demand Insider. There is no question. The killing of three American sailors at the Pensacola Naval Air Station a month ago was an act of terrorism. And there's no question that the 2015 killing of 14 Americans in a San Bernardino government office was the act of two terrorists. The only question is whether or not Apple is acting responsibly 
as it refuses to unlock the dead terrorist iPhones for the FBI. Yesterday, Attorney General William Barr was highly critical of Apple's policy to give no help to the FBI. In both Pensacola and San Bernardino, the terrorists were using iPhones. In both cases, the terrorists are dead. But Apple will not unlock the iPhones. The courts have yet to rule. But should Apple be forced to change its business practice to give law enforcement agencies access to the iPhones of dead terrorists? Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back to Commando on Demand Insider. And we received an interesting request from a gentleman concerning his deceased mom. And he also has a pretty interesting story to tell. Here's Kim. Joe in Columbia, South Carolina. Hello there, Joe. How you doing, Kim? I'm a big fan of your show and been listening to it for 10 years and came across a problem that I tried to have been working on for about a year and hadn't been able to find a solution for it. Okay, well, tell me what's going on, Joe. And thanks for uh, being with me so long. Um, about um, one year ago, <clears throat> my mom had died. I was in the Philippines and um, I came back home. I was on vacation there seeing my fiance and... Um, I knew she wanted to be cremated, and so uh, we did the cremation. But then I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know, I'd like to remember her and um, be able to hear her voice. And so I checked on some kind of urns that would be available where you could have, like, a chip in it, and you could take some of your, maybe your voicemail left and, and be able to make a recording of it. But I found nothing. I found stuffed animals that you could do. I found – I even called a company that did 3D printing of urns. Uh, they didn't have anything. I called uh, some funeral homes. I found a clock one time that really looked good. It was part of an urn, and I figured, you know, this already had a power source since it's a clock, and uh, nothing doing on that there. And so that's what I'm trying to get accomplished. So now, Joe, before we talk about you and your mom and how we can keep that her memory alive, um, were you, somebody's, I have a note that says that somebody just passed me a note that said you were in a movie. Yeah, we <clears throat> did. That's how I met my fiance. There's three guys that left here. This is back three and a half years ago. I've known her and uh, we did a movie that's on Amazon. It's called hopelessly ever after. And it was about three people who went over to the Philippines to look for a spouse. And it started out as a, reality show but ended up being a comedy very similar to the show um jackass on tv and so so you went over to the philippines and you you just did you like interview women <clears throat> we, we 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 did and we we had social events um it was through a professional introduction company and uh this was actually my third choice i went two other girls, and then I ended up with this one. In the movie, she's the girl who pulls me out of the swimming pool. Um, that, that, that's what it, how it ended up being, and I've known her for three and a half years. She's coming over here in April on her um, fiancé visa, which oh. means you have 90 days to get married, which would take us sometime into July. 
So you guys going to get married, of course? Going to get married, and I've been back there five times. It's 32 hours each way getting Whoa, there. It's that's 24 long. flying and eight hours not flying because you fly from Columbia into Atlanta and then into LAX and then into Manila and then into Davao. And it's, 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 it's a hike. So, uh, you know, we've done some travel when we've been over there. We went to Singapore and Malaysia and Phuket, Thailand. And so, but it happened when I was there last, uh, in 18 of October. In fact, I was on a cruise when it happened. When I left home, they thought she was having gallbladder problems, which is not a big thing. Right. And it ended up being an ulcer in of the intestine. They tried to do it from external down the throat and that did not work. So they had to open her up and they just couldn't stop the bleed. Well, let, let's talk about what you can do to keep your memory alive. Um, as, as you found out, you know, the technology is there, but for some reason, nobody's put the two together, right? You got it. I, I researched pretty good. So the, my, my, the closest thing you could do, and they sell these on Amazon, uh, one is a, it's a USB sound button. So you actually, you would get the, you'd get the sound, whatever you want into there, uh, via the USB. So you get on your computer and then you transfer it over. And then it's a battery-powered button that you could hit the button, and then you would hear whatever message that you want. There's gotcha. there's also something called that may be better. It's the Easy Sound Box, uh, and it's, again, it has a button on the front. Uh, but this one, you're it allows you to have 200 seconds. The other one is only I think the other one's like 45 seconds. But these are relatively inexpensive. They're, they're the, the button one is like 20 bucks, and the Easy Sound Box is, I believe it's like $16.50 or something like that. But either one allows you to take that message, and then so the only thing you'd have to do is when, when you want to hear your mama's voice, you just hit the button, and, uh, and then she'd be right there with you once again. And good luck on your marriage. Good luck, and I do thank you for that there. And um, I'm sorry we couldn't find the urn, but that was that's as close as I yeah, had anybody I come up with a suggestion. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to find the urn. But you know what? If somebody's listening, there's a market for this maybe. And again, congratulations. The Commando On Demand Insider Trivia question today is, which one of the following businesses was originally named one of the worst business ideas of the year? Was it Airbnb, PayPal, Slack, or Uber. I will confess I got this one wrong. The answer is actually B, PayPal. In its early days, PayPal was used to send money between Palm Pilots. Remember those? Uh, because of its limitations, it earned a spot on the top 10 worst business ideas of the year in 1999. But after they began paying users to join, everything started to change. Success followed, and in 2002, PayPal was actually purchased by eBay. And it's been a staple on countless retail sites ever since. In fact, today there are nearly 300 million active PayPal accounts worldwide. And in 2018, more than 9.9 billion payments were processed. To put that into perspective, PayPal processed more than 11 billion transactions in just the first three quarters of 2019. So that was a little bit tougher question. And thank you for playing. If you got it right, you're a lot smarter than me. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. It's right there on your podcast player somewhere. And then you'll get these podcasts to your device every week automatically. And thank you. Here now, it's Kim with some final thoughts. 
Airbnb is trying to fix their image problems. I mean, it's all fun and games until someone else reports another hidden camera. Now, to be fair, it's not just the host. Airbnb has also been cracking down on people who just want to rent a party house that they can destroy. So they've been working to improve their screening process. Apparently, Airbnb has software designed to scan your online presence to figure out if you're trustworthy. Its AI will scour the internet looking for things like illegal activity and traits that could paint you as a narcissist or maybe a psychopath. Airbnb owns the rights to the software according to the patent that they filed last year. Now, a lot of patents that get filed never come to pass. I mean, look at all the cool tech that Apple files patents for, but we get the same old iPhone every single year. Either way, better be on your best behavior online if you want to make sure that you get that Airbnb rental. Otherwise, it's goodbye five-bedroom vacation home and hello to Motel 6. You can find your local radio station that broadcasts my show along with more DIY how-tos and tips, videos, free news alerts delivered from me to your email address along with the Commando community where you can blog and ask your tech questions on our website. That's commando.com. And I'll see you on the radio for the Kim Commando Show.